2013, just around the corner, hymn writer Francis Havergal wrote a hymn in 1874 entitled, Another Year is Dawning, which we'll sing in a few minutes. She wrote the words as a a poem she placed upon her greeting cards that she sent out every new year. Later, the words were put to music and it became the great hymn that we sing, Another Year is Dawning. Another year is dawning, dear Father, let it be in working or in waiting. Another year with Thee, another year of progress, another year of praise, another year of proving Thy presence all the days. And you can rest assured, God is present. In Matthew 28, He says, Yea, I go with you through whatever valley you're going through in life. He's the good shepherd in Psalm 46, verse 1, he says, I'm an ever-present help in times of trouble. Always present. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, Yea, I go with you always. Unto the ends of this age, I am with you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, The Lord is near. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, The Lord says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. God is present. You're not going into 2013 alone. I promise you. 2012 may have been a rough year for for some of us. And and you're wondering, Lord, where were you? When C.S. Lewis, the great author, wrote Mere Christianity, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when he lost his wife, Joy, to cancer, he, he wrote, Meanwhile, where is God? Sometimes it's difficult to, to feel the Lord's presence, but I, I, I promise you the Scriptures are true. You're not alone. When, when you think what's happening, or if you're, you're going into 2013 wondering where is God, and you look down in the sand on, 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 on the beach here, and you think, I only see one set of footprints, He answers, those are my footprints. It's at the times of trials that I'm carrying you. You're not alone. Another year of proving Thy presence all the days. Another year of mercies, of faithfulness and grace. Another year of gladness in the shining of Thy face. Another year of leaning upon Thy loving breast. Another year of trusting, of quiet, happy rest. Another year of service, of witness for Thy love. Another year of training for holier work above. Another year is dawning Dear Father, let it be on earth or else in heaven another year with Thee. What a great New Year's resolution. No, the words of this great hymn, another year for Thee. Another year of being salt and light. Another year of reflecting God's love. Another year for the Lord. The wise men gave their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh in an act of worship. The Scripture says they fell down and worshipped Him. What gift, what birthday gift will you give to our Savior to celebrate His birthday 2012? 
What gift? Could, it, could you give the gift of spiritual renewal, spiritual recommitment to Christ? Would you give Him the year 2013? My gift, my birthday gift to you, Jesus, this birthday, 2000 year, is 2013 to you. Every thought, every word, every action, I will try my best to glorify you. That's my gift to you. 2013. 2013. Can you believe it? I graduated St. Martin High School in Ocean Springs in 1985. I graduated from Mississippi State University, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, punt, in 1989. I graduated from Reformed Theological Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi, and arrived here at First Presbyterian Church of Biloxi, in 1993, 20 years ago, 20 years have passed. Time has flown by. As Ferris Bueller says in his movie, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Psalm 90 says, the length of our days quickly pass, and we fly away. Man is but dust, and his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone. Because time is moving by so fast, we have to carpe diem. We have to seize the day. We have to live life to the fullest. Many of you have heard this poem entitled The Dash by Linda Ellis. Let me read it to you again. It says, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of his friend. He referred to the dates on his tombstone from the beginning to the end. And he noted that first came the date of his birth, and he spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that he spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved him knew what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, Remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent 
your dash. How are you going to spend your dash? How did you spend your dash in 2012? How are you going to spend your dash in 2013? Because time is flying by so fast. You have to carpe diem. You have to seize the day. You have to live life to the fullest. Remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Seize the day that you have for those relationships in the workplace, in the community, in the home, in the church. Benjamin Franklin once wrote, Do you love life? Then do not squander time, for that is the stuff life is made of. Take time each day to tell those important persons in your lives, I love you. Let go of the hurts and the pains and the grudges of the past. Reconcile with those people whom you find yourselves at odds in the home, in the workplace, in the community, in the church. Be forgiving. Be gentle and kind towards each other because life is fleeting, because life is frail, because our dashes are so short, because life is passing us by like a speeding train. 2013 already. Yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today... Is the only cash you have. So spend it wisely. Spend it wisely. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Many of us are going to make New Year's resolutions. Emotional resolutions to be less angry, quick-tempered, maybe to work on our depression. Psychological resolutions to quit obsessing and consuming over the past. Uh, relational uh, Resolutions to maybe be more kind and more loving towards people in our lives. Physical resolutions, maybe to, to start a, a, an exercise routine, to lose some weight. Uh, occupational resolutions, to be a better employee or a better employer. Financial resolutions, to maybe save a little more or, or uh, to sp- spend our money on on other things like supporting missionaries or uh, giving a little bit more this year to the church, Uh, academical resolutions uh, to be a better student in school, spiritual resolutions. As a pastor, may may I ask you to consider this new year of making a new year's spiritual resolution. For 2013, in our gospel reading, the wise men approached Jesus and offered him their their best gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What gift will you give to Jesus to celebrate his birthday? May may it be a, a gift of a spiritual resolution. Maybe to spend more time in prayer in 2013 or to attend church more or maybe to read through the entire Bible. In 2013, you can do it. Maybe to volunteer in some uh, church service project or, or in the community. 
Spiritual fitness is important. Every year in the military, I take a physical test, a, a PT test. I have one in a few weeks. And uh, how are you doing in the area of spiritual fitness? The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 writes to them and says, I, I had to give you milk, not food, not solid food, for you were still babies, infants in, in Christ, when you should be mature. Spiritual growth, like uh, physical fitness, does not come easy. I start running a mile, and uh, after a couple of hundred yards, I give up. I go into the gym, and 30 minutes later, I, I lack energy, and so I leave. I try eating more healthy, and yet on the weekends, I find myself eating more junk food. The same spiritually. We begin reading through the Bible. Uh, we begin in Genesis, and by the time we get to Leviticus, we put the Bible aside. We quit reading it. Or, or we, we, we say, I'm going to pray five minutes a day or ten minutes a day, and, and we get bored or we get distracted and we, we, we quit praying. Uh, the forces of Satan, the world, and the flesh, the three great enemies to the Christian faith, Satan, the world, and the flesh whisper into our ears. You don't have to be concerned about spiritual fitness, about spiritual renewal, spiritual recommitment. That's for the pastors and and the officers of the church. Brothers and sisters, we all need to work on our spiritual muscles. We all need to keep wrestling with God. We have to have that mindset of Jacob. I, I love this story in, in Genesis 32. The Bible says Jacob wrestled with the angel of God the entire night. And at daybreak, the angel of the Lord said, let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. How we should have that mindset each and every day each and every day we should be wrestling with God. Before our, our, our feet even hit the ground in the morning, we should be wrestling with God, saying, I will not let you go until you bless me. Provide me guidance through each day. I have this prayer, this poem that I've read before. It said, I got up early one morning and rushed right into the day. Some of you have read this before. I had so much to accomplish that I, I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me and heavier came each task. Why doesn't God help me? I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why God didn't show me. He said, but you didn't seek. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, My child, you didn't knock. I woke up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. Brothers and sisters, we all have to keep wrestling with God. We all have to keep seeking His blessing. In our New Testament reading, Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul tells us not to live 
like the Gentiles, like the unbelievers. The Gentiles aren't concerned with spiritual fitness, about spiritual growth. The Apostle Paul says they've lost all sensitivity to spiritual fitness. They've become callous, even. They indulge in worldliness and and in purity. But children of God are called to be different. Paul writes, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds. And we just saying, may the mind of Christ our Savior, live in us from day to day. To put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Why did God call you out of, out of darkness and into His light? Why are you a Christian? Why are you a new creation? A new creature? Is, is there a purpose? Is there a reason that you now believe and, and you once didn't believe? Well, one of the answers, according to this reading in Ephesians chapter 4, is that you would be more like God, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, to put on the new self, to take off the old. God wants you to be like Him. Some of us need to make New Year's resolutions to get back into God's uh, uh, gym, so to speak, and to work on our spiritual muscles. We need to put off the old sins that hinder us. I don't know what those sins are for you. Maybe it's watching certain television programs or certain movies, or maybe there's certain music that you know belong to your old life, your old way of of of, of living and You need to take off the old, which is not helping you to become more like God, and put on the new. That could be your New Year's resolution. Put off the old, put on the new. To have a a new attitude of mind. To have the mind of Christ our Savior. A godly mindset, and I'll close here in a second. A godly mindset will lead to godly speech and godly action. It begins with the mind. And that's why I say every morning you have to wrestle with God and pray, Lord, give me the mind of Christ my Savior. Because if I have the mindset of Christ, then my speech will be godly and my actions will be godly. I want to close with this uh, poem. I've read it before. I like it. So I'll read it again. For this coming year. The author uh, is unknown. Dear Master, for this coming year, just one request I bring. I do not pray for happiness or any earthly thing. I do not ask to understand the way Thou leadest me. Because sometimes we don't understand, do we? But this I ask, 
teach me to do the thing that pleaseth thee. I want to know thy guiding voice, to walk with thee each day. Dear Master, make me swift to hear and ready to obey. And thus the year I now begin, 2013, a happy year will be if I am seeking just to do the thing that pleaseth thee. May that be our our New Year's resolution, to do the thing that pleaseth God. My New Year's resolution is to please God. I want to wrestle with God each and every day, saying, Lord, I'm not going to keep stop wrestling with You until You bless me. I need Your blessing. If You don't give me Your blessing as I start each day, then it's all in vain. I'm not moving until You say move. I'm going to keep wrestling with You throughout 2013. I'm going to offer You my gifts. I don't have gold and frankincense and myrrh. But I offer You me. My New Year's resolution, my spiritual New Year's resolution is take me. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, for Thee. I'm going to put off the old that's preventing me from growing spiritually. I don't know what that is for you. I know what it is for me. I have to put off the old certain patterns of living certain patterns of thinking and speaking and acting. I need to put off the old and I need to put on the new. I need to be uh, uh, studying and reading this, this, this Bible. right? B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. This is our, this is our physical fitness, spiritual fitness uh, guide manual. And I want to be a a person of the Word and of prayer. What is going to be your spiritual New Year's resolution? I want you to think about it. I want you to make one. As a birthday gift to Christ this Christmas, what is it that you can do for 2013? Make a list. And, uh, and um, hopefully that, that list will help you to develop spiritual muscles uh, through 2013. Let us pray.